Hail the rugged individualist. You are both a man and an island. A lonely lighthouse standing boldly and brightly shining your skeptic's light of objective truth over the murky sea of uncertainty and confusion. You wouldn't join any club that would have you as a member, which is just your smug, jokey way of saying that you think groups are for suckers. And you are far too smart to lose yourself in the snake-handling, sig-hiling, hymn-singing madness of crowds. Western men are in love with the Hobbesian fallacy that the natural state and truest form of man is a man alone, fiercely independent, and at war with the world. They are in love with the idea of being ronin, armed with reason. Masterless men doing battle against falsehood, true only to their own personal sense of honor, and somehow too pure to be corrupted by involvement with group thinkers. The Hollywood ideal is the damaged do-gooder, a tumbleweed of restless violence and God's own truth, blowing from storyline to storyline, refusing or botching all franchise-endangering attachments. The popularity of the do-right drifter endures because he both captures and romanticizes the isolation of a man lost in the scale of modern social organization. In this narcissistic fantasy, modern men can attribute a moral nobility to what is, for all but a few, complete statistical irrelevance and state-sponsored separation from groups of men who are unsupervised by women or bureaucratic functionaries. The knight-errant with no roundtable suits the universalist zeitgeist perfectly. Every man owes his allegiance to everyone and no one at the same time, and he is pitted only against his own perception of evil in the service of that which is good for all man and womankind. He wanders through crowds alone, and alone he can do very little harm to any established interests. He feels all-powerful, the captain of his own soul, but except in the rarest of cases he is all but inconsequential. We are constantly reassured that one person really can make a difference precisely because the opposite is true. Maybe one person with a billion dollars, but not just one person. A lone wolf can snarl and snap at the heels of the governments and corporations, but he is always dismissed by the powers that be as a friendless nutjob, a true individualist. The democratic doctrines of individual power and universal responsibility are stultifying, pacifying pipe dreams for plebeian wage slaves who work with strangers and commute home to the lonely blue light of their opinionating stations to submit their oh-so-important views and votes. The best men are not loners. They are leaders. The best men, the greatest exemplars of virility, are not the spoiled, decadent inheritors of crowns and laurels. They are the men who earn the respect, trust, and admiration of other men in their own lifetimes. Men who do not lead are not empowered by always going it alone. They become the best, most powerful versions of themselves by working in concert with other men, bringing everything they have and using it to accomplish more than they could accomplish by themselves. The unaffiliated individualist, the free-thinking seeker of truth and justice, wary of bias, stereotyping prejudice and privilege, is not free at all. He is a self-master in his own mind, but he is more dependent on people who care about him less. He is dependent on theoretically impartial institutions, bureaucratic infrastructures, and profit-seeking corporations for all of his basic needs, and his ability to influence those institutions and corporations is negligible. He cannot approach them as a man who has earned the respect of his peers. No, he can only grovel at their complaint desks, submitting grievances and filing lawsuits. As these institutions expand and become ever more inclusive, 
his influence becomes even less powerful. In a sea of billions, a man alone is plankton. He is lost and adrift, but drifts alone because his greatest fear is losing himself.